0: Welcome to Souls Harbors weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, if you've got your Bibles this morning, uh, go ahead and grab them, open them, however that works for you. We're going to be in Hosea chapter four this morning there are a couple of times a year where i don't worry a lot about putting together the powerpoint and having the slides and the scriptures on the screen and i'll just tell you right now this is one of those weeks um uh, the reason for that is we close the office um christmas day through new year's in order to let the staff breathe again because getting ready for christmas in november and december is just an extremely busy season uh, so but even though we close the office sermon still has to be preached kids church still has to happen Wednesday Right Bible study. So I don't worry. I because I, it takes a couple of hours to put together slides I don't worry about that this particular week So I'm going to ask you this morning to go old school and actually open up your Bibles Or your Bible app if you really, you know, is that old school? I don't even know if that really would qualify and uh, follow along with me today as I, I preach God's Word Hosea chapter 4 is where we're going to start and we're going to be in a number of places today hey let's pray and then i want to dive into this father thank you so much for your word it's a light to our feet a lamp to our path it is a living thing it is a life-changing thing and i pray this morning is i have the privilege of sharing what you've dropped in my heart today Uh, god let your holy spirit step into this room whatever needs to be said use me to say it god speak to our hearts today in jesus name amen so let me ask you a question how many of you have given thought consideration to what you want your 2022 to look like Yeah, you all caught that but i meant to say 2022 do you know why because here's what i've learned after a few years of life Most of what 2021 is going to be, I've already determined by how I live 2020. Fair? I mean, I've kind of set the stage for 2021 by how I live 2020. And if i really want to get ahead of this thing and i really want god's direction and i really want god's blessings and i really want god's path for my life what i really need to be thinking about now is not what is 2021 going to be like so much as what do i want my life to look like when i step into 2022 because what my life will look like when i step into 2022 2022 is going to be determined by the choices i make in 2021 right I, I learned this, and I share, I've shared this a couple of times over the course of the last year. God uh, gave me a question at the beginning of last year, and it went something like this. And, and it was on a physical um, kind of plain question, but it was this. This is what I asked myself. What would your life look like? What would you look like? What would you feel like if you, if you committed yourself, and every day for the next year, you, uh, you lifted, exercised, um, two or three days a week, and you ate right every day except for vacation? I really did ask myself that question, and I really believe God put that on me, because I, I don't know about you all, but i got to tell you, I have done the New Year's resolutions like all of us. Sometimes I make it to January, sometimes I make it to February, occasionally I make it to March, but I very rarely make it till the end of the year. But last year when I asked that, myself that question and I begin to get a picture in my mind of what my life could be like, how I would feel, how it would be better and happier and healthier if I would spend three days a week, 10 or 15 minutes a day just lifting weights and if two or three times a week I would either go run or go um, ride my bicycle, what would my life look like after a year of that? With the exception of vacation and Christmas Day and New Year's Day, I ask myself that just about every day, and and I I have lived it out. And here's what I found out after a year of that. Um, It wasn't as crazy, spectacular, life changing as I'd hoped, but it was standing here today, I've lost 30 pounds. I feel good about that. I was hoping I would have lost 50. That was my goal, but I lost 55, but I lost 30, and I'm okay with that. I went from struggling to be able to run a very, very, very slow mile to being able to run three miles three times a week I feel healthier I feel happier my clothes fit better I look in the mirror in the morning it's a different experience I want you to ask yourself this question this morning you can take it a physical direction if you want to but we're going spiritual here in a moment because I think the same truth is there what do you want your 2022 to look like and then ask the question, what would it look like if I did this every day for the next year? Scripture tells us in Hosea chapter 4, hear the word of the Lord. And I'm going to just read the first six verses here today. Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel, for the Lord has, has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There's no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery. They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish. And also the beasts of the field and the birds of the heavens and even the fish of the sea are taken away. Yet let no one contend and let no one accuse For with you is my contention, O priest. You shall stumble by day. The prophet also shall stumble with you by night, and I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. This is my question to you this morning. What would your life look like in a year if every day... You made a decision, I'm going to get up and not only read God's Word, but study God's Word and meditate on God's Word, breathe God's Word, live God's Word, and experience God's Word. What would your life look like if you did this consistently for the entirety of a year? What would your life look like? Would it, would it change anything? Here's what I found, that when I read the Word of God, and I read the Word of God faithfully, and I read the Word of God consistently, something beyond just reading a book happens within me. Something beyond just opening up the pages of a story happens within me. I find when I read God's Word, and I read it consistently, I find myself walking in a place of greater peace, greater joy, greater authority, greater strength, greater victory. What would your life look is there anybody here that would like to be able to step into the beginning of the next new year with a much higher level of joy and peace and patience and strength and integrity than you feel like you have right now? Amen? What do you want your 2022 to look like? You say, Pastor Barry, look, and I, I, I talked about this last week. I hate to read Now, I don't, but some of you feel that way, I'm sure, and I've had people consistently tell me that. I hate to read. I love to read, but I I, I get it that everybody doesn't. And we are so incredibly blessed to live in the time that we live. If you hate to read, we have the technology that will read it to you. Right? While you're working, while you're cleaning, while you're driving, while you're eating breakfast. We walk around my house consistently now for the last few months, saying, "Alexa, turn on the living room lights. Alexa, set the living room lights to 50 percent. Alexa, turn off the bedroom lights. My boys were down for Christmas this past week, and uh, Austin sells alarm systems and, and computer systems that run these household type of, of, of AIs. You can Alexa, you can ha- open your garage door. Turn on I was at Matt's house. and he can, Alexa, let me see the camera that shows the driveway. Alexa, let me see the camera that shows the back of the house and it pops up on a screen. We live in a pretty cr- incredible, crazy, amazing, scary <laughs> times. We were sitting in Matt's house New Year's Day afternoon and we got to talking about dogs and um, we have always in the past prior to the puppy we have or the dog we have now we've had dash hounds and Gage said what's a dash hound my, my grandson and uh, I said well It's a weenie dog and and he said Well, I, he, I'm gonna look it up and he got his phone out and he went opened up Google And uh, he typed in D a in Google and as soon as he put in DA it automatically went to dash hound Now you open your phone and type in DA and see what pops up. It probably won't be Dash Hound. How did that Google thing, Google thing, how did that Google thing know that my grandson was thinking about Dash Hounds? Don't tell me somebody isn't listening. I'm not a conspiracy nut, I'm really not. I don't know, it was just crazy. I actually, I thought about it yesterday. I thought thought maybe Dash Hound's just the first thing that tends to pop up. So I got my phone out, and I put in DA, and I got Da Vinci Code. I don't know. We live in amazing times. If you don't like to read, that's no there, there just is no reason not to pour God's word into your heart. What do you want your 2022 to look like? We read in Hosea some interesting truths. Solomon, he wrote in Ecclesiastes 1.9, he wrote this, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there's nothing new under the sun. And what I find amazing is, even though we live in the days of Alexa and Siri and Amazon, there's nothing new under the sun. The delivery system may be different, but there's nothing new under the sun. And I begin to read in Hosea, and I think, God... This was written thousands of years ago, right before Israel, because of their sinfulness, was carried into, in, into annihilation, really, by the Assyrian people, the Assyrian army. It's America today. Hear the word of the Lord, verse one says, O children of Israel, for the Lord has controversy with the inhabitants of the land. If there's ever been a day when God has controversy with us, it's today. There is nothing new under the sun. Goes on and says, There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. Those of you that have been listening to our Wednesday night Bible studies have heard me talk about in the past few weeks a number of times this thing of steadfast love. Hesed is the Hebrew word. Hesed means covenant love covenant faithfulness covenant commitment it it, it means so many things it's hard to put in english it's it's similar to the marriage covenant you you know you step into a marriage not because of a contract although there are contractual pieces to it you step into a marriage because you love the other person and they love you and you keep those commitments not because of a contract but because of a love relationship and we have that kind of covenant relationship with god and hosea says there is no hesed love there is no covenant love there is no love faithfulness in the land anymore And I look around America and think there is nothing new under the sun. We're living in a day and an age and a time where there is no knowledge of the Word of God. Most people aren't even aware of the concept of a covenant-loving relationship with God. It's one of two things. It's God, I'm a good person, therefore you've got to let me go to heaven. Or it's God, I'm a good person, therefore I need you to do this for me and this for me and this for me. Imagine what a marriage would look like if it was built around that. Be an ugly thing, wouldn't it? I'm amazed that there's, despite all of our technology, there is nothing new under the sun. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love, and no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing. Now, swearing isn't cussing like we would consider cussing today. It's not that they were using foul language as much as that they were swearing oaths against other people and it was it was it was this it was the idea that within the land every man was against every other man every person was against every other person and the way they handled being against somebody else was they would go and they would swear an oath they would bring a curse an imprecation upon that other person they would look at them and say so, say I, I i swear i i curse you but when they cursed somebody it was a legitimate real thing it wasn't just a passing verbiage to exple- express their displeasure. It, it was, uh, I, I, I pray, I bring, I ask for there to be a curse upon you and a curse upon your life. There was swearing in the land, it says, where every man was against each other. And I got to be honest with you all, as I look across our nation today, it, 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 it becomes, it just seems like it's harder and harder and harder to find people that you actually can believe will do good. Am I the only one this morning Stepping into 2021, maybe I've become too cynical. Maybe I've become too uh, pessimistic. My wife will tell me that I I am. I, I quote to her that no good deed will ever go unpunished, and she cringes and says, stop saying that. I don't like that. But yet, doesn't it feel like sometimes that is the world that we now live in? No good deed will ever go unpunished. You can't trust anybody. Anybody here ever step onto a car lot and trust the car salesman? There's only one, maybe two, that I would trust. I would have trusted Dennis, who is no longer selling cars. I would have trusted Dennis. I have a pastor friend who sells cars. I would trust him. But I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, we kind of chuckle about car salesmen, but isn't that just about every transaction we we involve ourselves in with anymore? There's a reason when you go to buy a house, you're going to sign a stack of papers this deep. This is the world we live in. There's nothing new under the sun. There's no faithfulness or steadfast love, no knowledge of God in the land. There's swearing, there's lying, there's murder, there's stealing, there's committing adultery, and they break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. One of the things that is intriguing to me is this the Word of God. How many of y'all got your Bibles open? The Word of God has outsold every other book that's ever been published. It sells at the rate of 25 million, catch this, 25 million editions a year of the Bible sell. That doesn't take into consideration all the free versions that are now available by by virtue of our devices. 25 million a year. It's currently being translated into 600 different languages. Currently, 600 different languages And since the turn of the century, um, there has been over 80 translations in English alone. 93% of Americans own a Bible. They have purchased a Bible, uh, not the free stuff that I'm talking about, just they, they they own a Bible, 93%. The average American home has four Bibles in it. How many of you have at least four Bibles in your house? Now, I'm a pastor, so maybe that makes me more likely to collect Bibles, but I think I probably have four Bibles on a shelf in my office. I probably, I probably have 20 Bibles at my house. I've got 50 probably on my iPad. Despite that, only 11% of Americans read the Bible every day. Think about that. Only, only roughly one out of every 10... 10 out, roughly 11 out of every 100 Americans read the Bible every day. 50% never read it, ever. Now you may be thinking, Pastor Barry, you're being a little bit cynical there, like you talked about, because, you know, let's talk about Christians. Let's not talk about the all Americans. Let's talk about Christians. Okay, let's talk about Christians. When you look at their statistics, here's the way they break down. Only 18% read their Bibles every day. 18 percent, 18 out of every 100 Christians read their Bibles every day. 82 82 out of every 100 do not. 23 percent of Christians never read their Bibles, ever. These are people that claim to have a relationship with Jesus Christ when I say Christians. 50 percent of all adults who do read their Bibles only read it in church. And that's just so they don't have to listen to the preacher. You can smile, it's okay. They're swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery. They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore, the land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish. The land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish, or all who dwell in it languish. Is there a mourning across America right now? Do you get that sense? America mourns and languishes, I do. We attribute it to COVID. We attribute it to Donald Trump being president, some do. We attribute it to Joe Biden becoming president, some do. Right, We, we attribute it to all kinds of things but there's nothing new under the sun. And it almost feels to me as I read through Hosea 4, 1-6 that what it really comes down to is there is a lack of knowledge of the word of God in the land. John Adams makes this, has this quote, makes this statement. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people it's wholly inadequate to the government of any other he equates morality and religion he's not saying it he wasn't saying it has to be christianity but he was making the re, the realistic understanding that the only way our constitution works is there has got to be a moral people involved there has got to be a level to where you can say to me I want to be your leader I want to be your senator I want to be your representative I want to be your president I want to be your governor I want to be your mayor I I want to lead your church what whatever the case may be somebody can say I want to do that there has got to be a sense where they can say that and I can look at them and have trust in them that what they do will be done with character and integrity and honesty and faithfulness and for the good of everybody There has to be a level of morality within our country, within our system. If there's not, democracy does not work if you can't trust. Did you know that there was actually a short period of time? I believe it was after World War II. I've never dug deep into this, but there was a short period of time where what became the Soviet Union, I think it was the Soviet Union, actually functioned under a democracy. Did you know that? very short little window of time where there was democracy within the soviet union and it did not last it did not survive because john adams had it right the only way a free uh, nation of liberty and democracy can survive is there has got to be a morality within the people we have tried and we have tried and we have tried and we are trying to establish democracy in iraq We are doing the same thing in Afghanistan, and at best, it has been with a great deal of mixed results. Do you know why? Because apart from a deep morality, democracy will not work. Democracy may someday take hold in Afghanistan. It may someday take hold in Iraq. It may someday take hold in other portions of the world. And it has many places in the world. But do you know what probably is most likely going to have to go in front of democracy in those places? Christianity. Judeo Christian values. The morality that John Adams said our government is totally inadequate to function without. And we look at our nation today, you, you tell me if this is not, there is nothing new under the sun. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. And there is swearing, in other, in other words, there is cursing of of people there is a desire for evil to come up on other people who believe differently than i believe there is lying there is murder there is stealing there is committing adultery they break all bonds and bloodshed follows bloodshed if that is not a picture and a description of america in 2021 then i don't know what is therefore the land mourns and all who dwell in it languish verse 4 he goes on and he says yet let no one contend and let none accuse for with you is my contention O priests and here's where it gets personal here's where it gets interesting because we read that passage o priests, and and god is calling out the priest he's calling out the ones who stand in in the temple and are supposed to be the ones who present the word of god and teach the law he calls them out he just he just flat out calls them out and he goes on in verse five and says you stumble by day and the prophet he then turns around and calls out the prophet also shall stumble with you by night. But we look at a New Testament context, and do you know who the priest is today? It's not the preacher. The preacher fills, in part, a role as a priest, but according to the New Testament, you all are the priests. Let me read this. This is the way Peter puts it. You were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. This is First Peter one eighteen through 24. If You want to go there. You've been born again through the living and abiding word of God. Hang on. Verse 25, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. He goes on in chapter 2 and says, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. In other words, put away your swearing and your lying and your murder and your adultery. Hosea chapter 4. Peter says, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may be grown up into salvation. This thing of salvation isn't an experience, it isn't a moment, it is a lifelong growing process. We grow up into salvation. I get saved at an altar, I get saved in a moment, but I get sanctified and I grow into my salvation over the course of my life. Do you know how that happens? It happens when I choose to get hungry and thirsty for the purified milk of the word of god we had our new grandbaby with us this past couple of days austin and kylie came down he's three and a half months old for grandma grandpa for nana and paul he's the sweetest smiling happy baby austin got up this morning he was so mad austin's my son his dad, he's so mad. He said, this is the worst night he's had in three months. He said he didn't sleep all night long. He looked at Dempsey. said, Dempsey, if I could do it, I would ground you, and I'd probably throw a spanking in there, too. <laughs> and Nana's like, Nana's like, give me that baby. You get away from him. Here's what I've learned about my grandson. As long as he's got pure milk to keep his belly full, He keeps a smile on his face. But you take away the milk and you take away the joy. From everybody. Peter says you need to be hungry for the pure spiritual milk, which is the word of God. Because you take away your spiritual milk, you know what you take away? You take away your joy. From everybody. Everybody in your household. Right? Peter tells us, he says, put away all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, all of that. Because he says in verse 4 and 5, and he said, as you came to Christ, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You all get this this morning. You're the priests. You are the priests. We are the priests to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ for those who do not believe he goes on and says, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. A stone is stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were d- destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Hosea said in Ford, Look, don't contend with me. Don't accuse me. He said, I, I've got a contention with you, O priest, And, and I, I just want to say this this morning. And I've got to point the finger here. We've all got to look at our own selves. If our nation is not what we want our nation to be, then the first place to look is at our own lives, our own hearts, our own hunger for the Word of God, our own teaching of the Word of God, our own living out the Word of God. We all like blame, don't we? Especially when I can blame the other guy. How many are happy with America 2021? Anybody? How many are scared for America 2021? Now listen to me. We can put a lot of time, energy, and effort into blame but if I'm reading God's word right, the place to start is with the priest. And the priest, you will take your finger, point it back to yourself, is me. Say, so Pastor Barry, you telling me that it's my fault? I'm telling you that I'm looking at my own heart and my own life and my own commitment and my own reading of the word of God and my own living out the word of God. And God says, you all need to do the same. And then you can make that decision the other thing i'm asking myself is what do i want my 2022 to look like and it is going to be driven and it is going to be dictated and is going to be decided not december 31st 2021 but it's going to be driven and dictated and decided by what i do tomorrow am i going to pick up the word of god the pure milk and drink it up and make a decision that i want to see what my life would look like after one year of faithfully consistently reading the word of God. Hosea brings it to a close in verse 6. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you've forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget you, your children. And I'll bring this to a close this way. I am worried about our nation. I know you all are too. Not so much for me. I'm 54. I hope I've got a good number of years ahead of me. But even more importantly than me is my children and my grandchildren. And if Jesus doesn't come, What will America look like in 20 years when Dempsey crosses into adulthood? I've preached, I've talked, I've I've mentioned in recent sermons have we crossed a point where there's no going back? Uh, The metaphor is if we cross the Rubicon where once you cross it, you can't go back. If we hit a watershed moment where once you've you've hit it, you can never go back, I, I don't know. But what I do know is God says, I need to do my part, and that is I need to pick up the word of God. If, if I, listen to me. If I can get myself around three days a week, put on running clothes and go out and run for three miles, to the point where it's like, death may not be so bad, I come in at the end of those runs sometimes and i sit down on the steps because it's the nearest sitting point once i come through the door and ruthie a few times has walked over and looked at me and said are you okay like i'm not sure healthy's worth it honey (laughs) if i can get up and in the morning and i can commit myself three days a week to giving 10 or 15 minutes to just picking up a few weights and lifting a few weights can't we commit ourselves to 10 or 15 or 20 minutes a day of picking up the Word of God and reading it and living in it and devouring it and letting it read us, impact us? And if you would do that, if you would do that every day for a year, ask yourself, paint this picture in your mind and in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit help you with this. What would you look like next New Year's I'm very serious about this what would how would your life be different how would your life be better how would your relationships be different how would what would your joy level look like let that be the inspiration and if we as individual priests will do that maybe there is hope for America maybe there is still a chance for God to turn it around Maybe God will bring revival one more time. Maybe God will give America one more season. Maybe. That's in God's hands. You know what's in my hands? What I'm going to do tomorrow. All right? Why don't you stand with me this morning? Would you bow your heads for just a moment? We're going to let you leave here in just a moment. And I want you to just listen. Very simple. And I want you to listen to the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit this morning in this room. And I want him to speak to you. Father, I just ask right now, Lord, will you speak to the hearts and the minds of your people? What does he want you to do stepping into this new year to get ready for next? Speak to him, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask in this next moment that you would paint a picture in their hearts of what their life would look like if they did this. Let them see the joy. Let them see the peace. Let them see the strength. Lord, let them see the victories. if They would do this. Father, I ask you, in this moment, let us hear your voice and make a commitment, a decision, a choice that to the best of our ability, we're going to do this because we want to be that person next year. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Thank you for your word. It is such a powerful, powerful tool, powerful, powerful living thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming out on uh, New Year's weekend. And, uh, have a great, great new year. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharboratindy.rr.com.